0: But what's happening now people are discovering the vast realms of craft beer and they're like oh well i'm a bit tired of the standard lager styles like well, this one's a bit more bitter this one's got more chip. this one smells better than that one and then they start to discover your other styles within your range
1: and that was liam from saggy stone brewing company on this week's episode of Brew
2: Roots. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Brew where we tell the stories behind your favorite beer. This is Sound Guy Ryan, and joining me, as always, is Matt and Erica.
1: What up, everyone out there in podcast land?
2: Hello. What up, what up?
1: Hello. Um, we had an awesome episode last week. I wanted to thank uh, Chelsea for, do- yeah. for doing the episode with us from Firestone Walker, which yeah. you may or may not have heard of maybe yeah no it was an awesome episode we learned a ton <laughs> about uh beer, beer sensory.
3: sensory um and really cool like off flavors and different experiments you can do at home to kind of like learn about those flavors um yeah, it was, it was
1: awesome. yeah i totally went out of my way to try those with all the beers that i've had this weekend and even wine which it worked on why not Wine. I, why not, not. <laughs> yeah.
2: great beer Ryan, what were you drinking this week uh, it's a Winter Hill. Uh this is a, the Tommy Point, one of their IPAs. It's pretty low ABV. It's like a five, five, six or something like that. Um currently I am drinking a Battery Steel Flume, their double IPA. It's absolutely brilliant as always. Brilliant. Brilliant. What about you, Erica?
3: Oh, I've been having some honest weights. Um, I've got myself a little mix pack recently of some of their stuff. Really good beer. I love what they're doing out there Um, in Athol, Massachusetts.
1: Athol. Athol.
3: Um, And then I had some Angry Orchard because, well, why not? Why not? We just talked to them, so it just felt right. Um,
2: Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's right, yeah. Um, But otherwise, yeah, just same old, just lots of mass beer and local stuff.
1: Yeah, I have been drinking a lot of Jack's Abbey, which you've listened to the last two episodes.
2: You would know that. (laughs) I think you mean uh, at least two years. For the last two years.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them and Notch, that's all I've drank for the last two years. Um, But today I actually drank uh, Paradisio, which is a beer from Great Notion Brewing Company. And I'm sure if you're on Instagram, you know who they are. Uh, Which is a tart ale with dragon fruit, passion fruit, and coconut. Sounds delicious. And Ryan and I shared a Monkish beer this weekend, which was Yeah, that
2: beer slaps. Yeah, um, I took a sip um, or a couple sips and I'm like, I have to see what this beer looks like. And man, was that a hazy boy. Yeah. Um, but absolutely delicious.
1: Delicious. Yeah, it was. Again, I'm on that journey to continue to drink New England
2: style IPAs <laughs> lately. I've been drinking yeah. a lot of It's on of a
3: them. kick right now.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, the, the day we drank that Monkish was the day that we uh, force carbed our beer yeah. and got it ready.
3: The force carb worked, it sounds like, which is pretty cool. It worked. We were um, able to hit
1: you know the, the desired mouthfeel and carbonation that we wanted. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I'm crazy about the flavor of the beer, um, and that has nothing to do with the brewing process. I think it was our fermentation process. We I think we maybe yeah.
3: had. Maybe the flavors, um, like the mango, like you're saying. Yeah. I think the yeah.
1: mango and the hibiscus. We just I, can't brew beers with adjuncts right now, right? Yeah. We get well, I standards. I also
2: I think the temperature, the fermenting temperature, played a huge role. Um, because we didn't have room in the refrigerator so we had to keep it out in what is supposed to be a cold room right around like the 65 63 degrees yep Yep. yeah but you know it's not always going to be that consistent you know yeah thanks Um, grandma (laughs) thanks grandma (laughs) grandma. no Uh, but you know it's Next time, you know, uh, we'll see if we do a brown ale or an IPA because Matt wants to do a brown ale and I want to do an IPA.
1: We're actually going to be live streaming a wrestling to the death event to decide what beer we brew next. I will be wrestling Ryan to the death. And you should vote on.
2: Yeah. And you should vote on what we should wear. Which Ryan's options will be nothing or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So it's an easy vote. Uh, And I
1: will be wearing a full body suit. See me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Love
1: it. So what's going on in the beer world?
3: Oh, just the usual. Um, as you know, breweries are already shipping out beer everywhere. It's like the new thing. It's much safer. Um, just it's easy. very N. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend. Uh, but Notch is taking it a step further. That's right. And they're doing a beer subscription. I believe it might only be for Massachusetts right now. Um, But it's a monthly subscription. You get like the first week every month and
1: yeah beers it's it looks really cool we're gonna provide the link in the doobly-doo below and you can find out more information about that but you know notch being one of our one of our Our favorite breweries honestly um it's so exciting because they've been doing a lot of cool things with their can art and and it's just the brewing style that they did they have a two point just amazing but 2.3 percent beer right now 2.8 yeah Yeah,
3: i just bought it i haven't tried it yet it's it's it's, um it's probably tonight's drink but um yeah, pretty cool that they do that. Yeah,
1: Ryan, you mentioned something off air about a spruce tip. Ah,
2: uh, yes. Yeah. So, every year I always look forward to Sylvaticus doing their spruce tip beer, and I just saw a Instagram post today that it is <gasps> out and Ooh, ready God. to go. Da. Oh, I know where Ryan's going this That's weekend. Exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, I Our mean,
3: do those. They're really cool.
2: Yeah, you know um, seasonal thing, and not you. A lot of people do them, but a lot of people don't do them.
3: No, no, I wouldn't say a lot of people. I would say there's a few local breweries. I think know. a
2: lot of people try to do them, but they don't do it as right. good as they, as they should. Right,
3: do. exactly. And old Planners had one. That was good. Um, yep,
2: that was good. Um, uh, I can think of Ipswich Ale has done yep, one. Ipswich. Yeah. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Banded. Uh, Banded did it. Um, I liked theirs a lot. Um, but what's really cool about this one is they're having a little bit of twist um, with Sylvaticus. They're doing um, blue spruce tips. Oh, balsam blue fern. I don't know. Yeah, and they say they're harvested from a secret location. Ooh, secret. Yes. So you know, I'm I always look forward to this beer. So I'm super super uh, eager to go uh, this weekend. Yeah.
1: Nice. Not to piggyback off of secret locations and subscription boxes (laughs) but we have our own subscription secret service called patreon oh yeah ryan what can our listeners
2: do (laughs) so really it's just there for you to help us if you like what you're hearing every week and you want us to continue doing what we're doing it would be really helpful to us if you were to like just even buy us a beer or uh do the other tiers where you can get merch from us and other breweries that's right when we were recording this episode erica
1: had some pink boots meeting to go to right
3: yeah, it was uh, it was after, but uh, yeah, no, it was really great. Just cool to you know see everyone again virtually. Um,
1: In a new eboard, we'll
3: catch up and yeah, we have four new presidents or whatever, like uh, leaders yeah. for our group, which is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, no, it was good.
1: Yeah, it's just good to probably just to touch base. Yeah, like exactly. it's been so long. It's
3: been a while since we've all like had a meeting. Um, so it was really great just to see each other again.
1: Yeah. I'm so excited for, you know, the Pink Boots beers to come out. As you know, yeah. a ton of breweries participate in that and usually a dollar from every sale goes to the Pink Boots Society, yeah. which is so awesome. And you know, I, I don't think I've had a bad Pink Boots beer be rude, no. you know, and tasted.
3: Yeah, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited, Ryan, we have to do a beer with a pink boots blend. We do. Yeah. Gotta do it. We gotta do it. Uh, yeah, so we have an awesome episode. I was not allowed to go to this episode because of passport issues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you
3: just weren't allowed. Yeah. No.
1: Because we no. went to South Africa.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was a long flight. It was a long, uh, it was a long trip. But-
2: Stop bullshitting the listeners. We did it virtually with Squadcast. Yes. Yeah, I did. But I also wasn't there because I had again,
1: passport Squadcast issues. issues. <laughs> no, no, I was working, but... Uh, no, this is an awesome episode. Liam seems like the man, and I'm I, I love hearing what other countries are doing.
3: Yeah, just a completely different beer scene. It's it's really small beer scene. Um, they're very up and coming. They're yeah. like quite a few years behind us <laughs> in yeah. where we're at, but um, still they're they're working towards it, and um, it's just really cool to see places like that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of start their own scene. And-
1: yeah, we were fortunate enough to talk to Aura and uh, from England and just yep. kind of learn about what they were doing back in the you know what was that in, right. in, in July we released yeah. that episode June yeah, yeah, July yeah. and uh, just hearing that they were super excited to brew a New England style IPA you right. know something we. Go to a, a liquor store or a brewery <laughs> and see 15 of them sometimes, you know. And
3: I think Liam was actually just brewing his first New England style IPA when we recorded this episode. Oh, that's, yeah, um, you know. So, yeah,
1: pretty huge. Sometimes when you're four or five years behind, it's not always a bad thing. It's not always a bad thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm excited for this episode because. We uh, you are too. It's going to be a really good one. The best one. Ryan, you got anything else for our listeners?
2: No, I do not. Well, I guess they're just going to have to wait for the outro for uh, them to hear the news that you have. I have no news. He just wants you to listen to the outro. Well, that's one way to tease it,
1: but you have to listen to find out if Ryan's bluffing. He's a great poker player. I am. Yeah. Well, until next week. Cheers. Cheers.
3: Welcome. We are virtually in South Africa right now.
2: Virtually. Virtually. Yeah, we did not One take day the... we
3: might get there for real, but... Maybe
2: one day. Not yet. Not yet, no. So,
3: <laughs> but we are here with Liam of Saggy Stone Brewing Company. Welcome.
0: Hey, guys. It's uh, great to be on the show. And, yeah, welcome to South Africa. It would be great if you guys <laughs> could make it down here at some point. I'm not sure if our borders are open to anybody from the States yet. Um, probably not, and I don't blame actually, them. <laughs> I don't
3: think we're allowed to go yet either, What's, honestly.
0: <laughs> once we're allowed to, it'd be great to have you guys down.
3: Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, Liam, tell us your role there and um, your first memory of beer.
0: My first memory of beer, I'll get to that story a bit later. Sure. But my role at at Saggy Stone started uh, coincidentally. It was... Um, my, my background is mainly in advertising. So, I uh, worked for a couple of different ad agencies. And one of my clients was a, a fairly big beer company down this side called Namibian Breweries. And I did all the advertising for them. And I kind of knew the trade and the ins and outs. And then I got approached by a mutual friend at uh, Saggy Stone. And they needed help with some marketing and branding and design. So I said, yeah, I'll definitely uh, freelance for you guys. And that's when I kind of st- was getting into homebrewing uh, on a more serious level. I'd started off just pottering around at home, doing sort of very DIY, sour, bad beers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Your first I beer wasn't of, great? Come
1: <laughs>
0: on. It was an extract uh, lager kit beer from Ooh, Coopers. It on was your terrible.
3: First
0: one. Nice. <laughs> you know, uh, apple lollipops that uh, mm, acid Yum. Yummy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then I got more into into homebrewing and there's some homebrew clubs here called uh, the South Southeasters and we we started holding competitions and doing judging and got more into it while I'm still doing the design work for Saggy Stone. And then from there, um, I got retrenched from advertising. So I said, hey guys, uh, I got more time on my hands if you need some more help. So they said, well, right. come on board full full time. And I said, absolutely. Um, but I was pretty much doing a lot of different things back then, I was doing the sales, I was doing marketing, I was. Installing taps in restaurants. I was delivering the kegs, yeah. uh, and then the brewer at the time, Matt, uh, he's he, he was fairly young, and he said, "Like this is not really what he had signed up for." Yep. So he uh, resigned, and then we were sort of all up in arms. Who's going to brew the beer? Who's going to brew the beer? And I stuck <laughs> my hand up, and like, "Well, I, I'll I can try. do it. Pick yeah. me. Pick me." <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, they're like, okay, well, if if you really want to. And I was like, you don't have to force me. Like, I want to do this. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so right. then um, I was like, yeah, okay. But it was a bit tricky. So where the brewery is, it's, it's way out in the country from uh, Cape Town's, the biggest or well, the closest biggest city, okay. which is about an hour and a half drives away. So I was commuting back and forth to the farm and then, Back again to the city where i was living at the time oh, wow. but that didn't work for very long yeah <laughs> then i've moved out to the country um but i've been brewing there for about two two and a half years
3: nice and congrats! so i'm
0: head brewer there at the moment and i've got a team of six and yeah we pretty much run everything from the farm and then once it's all done we send it we've got a depot in cape town and then everything is distributed from uh from there
2: yeah so you kind of like uh, sparked a couple questions right <laughs> for me there in that um lovely story uh you got <laughs> got involved so like the first you know thing that came to mind is that a lot of people don't quite understand what goes involved like what in, what's involved in brewing right for a commercial brewery like a lot of people like think it's this glorious thing, and' this, it's a lot of work it's, it's, it's very hard work <laughs> it's very hard work, you know it's not just sniffing hops like there's a lot of cleaning, there's a lot of organization, yeah. and some people just don't fit right um yeah. so I guess um like a question I would have for you is you know what what new things did you have to learn you know from your home brewing kits to starting yeah. uh in a commercial yeah. brewery,
0: yeah. Firstly, that whole romanticism of being a brewer, I blame advertising for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the falling hops into the kettle. So you can blame yourself for that, and, then, basically.
3: That's
0: brilliant. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so America. I was like, that's not what it's about. Yeah. It's yeah. about getting up at half past six in the morning and milling grain, getting covered <laughs> in powder, and then sweating and getting sprayed by caustic soda or, oh, or whatever. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but what, what it took was. Um, I was quite lucky, I suppose, that I had all the knowledge from home brewing, so I really did all my homework there, learnt about ingredients, different types of malts, hops, how to use them, what um, potential they really have, so I knew my ingredients fairly well. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, I had a 50-litre, three-keg system, which I kind of knew how it was gravity-fed and that makes logical sense to the man on the street. Then I got put into a professional brewery where we've got a 12-hectoliter system. And they're like, right, well, just do what you're doing there just on that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where to Yeah, turn it
3: definitely. On. That works.
0: <laughs> so that was my biggest learning curve. Um, so Matt had given me a crash course. And then my assistant brewer, Jan, he's the actual one who knows how to run that system out the Back of his hand. He's been there from the day one since they installed it. If something breaks, he knows how to fix it. Uh, If I need to make a change, depending on what beer we're doing, Jan's the guy who knows what to do. So he also taught me how to run the machine. But that was definitely a learning curve with no engineering, mechanical background
2: or anything. Right. So how long were Um, you home brewing? uh, Probably eight years, I think. Eight years? Wow. Yeah. You can definitely yeah. gain quite a bit of knowledge in eight For years. Sure. Yeah, absolutely.
3: What originally got you into home brewing? Was it just that um, many beers on the shelf? You wanted to kind of try brewing something different?
0: So back then, I mean, uh, uh, the whole m- market here has been driven by one giant macro brewery, uh, SAB, <clears throat> and a couple of other smaller ones, but all we were getting is lagers. So we had... Okay maybe eight different beers on the shelf, lager, 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 yeah. lager. So <laughs> I think it was in, in 2000, a few of the first craft breweries started to pop up. But again, one of their first beers to make was a lager. <laughs> of course. And then introduced the pale ale and then things started to pick up a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> but this was before I, I got into home brewing. This was um, – we were f- at Friends – um, having a bra, which is what like what you call a barbecue. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> cool.
0: And one of my mates said, well, his, his brother brewed this pineapple beer when he was at school. And I was like, well, really? <laughs> was like, you can... oh, okay. So I was like, well, instead of buying our beer, why don't we just go and make our own beer? Right. Mm-hmm. So I looked it up on the internet. We had no homebrew sh- shops here. Oh, wow. So I wow. kind of like scratched around for what I could get. And there was a couple of people online who were doing it. So I got into contact with them and then put all the pieces together and started, uh, started brewing. And then from there, it just led to the one thing. I mean, I think I made two extract batches and then I realized that's just not how (laughs) beer is made actually.
3: Yeah. yeah. I don't
0: know why we do that. And then got into all grain and that's where it really got exciting the possibilities and the potential of what you can do is that's i think what excites me the most and it's and it still does
3: that's awesome would you say then the uh, homebrew club really helped a lot getting those supplies and that knowledge
0: definitely so there was a a very tight-knit group here in cape town who were driving the whole homebrew movement and they were the, the first founders of the club found a whole bunch of people who were really interested in, in, in beer and craft beer specifically and then started pushing these tastings at different bars and then people were like, what's craft beer and That's what's awesome. a pale ale and all these things. And then eventually uh, the first homebrew shop uh, popped up with very basic stuff and then people just started get, uh, getting into it. Uh, we got two very well-known homebrew Shops here in Cape Town, and yeah, especially during lockdown, I think they're still fulfilling their <laughs> orders. I can imagine it's definitely picked up.
3: <laughs> I know our shop's been crazy busy here, um thanks to covid
2: thanks I, I guess don't
3: <laughs> know if I can say that thanks but to you. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, uh, just talking about like the lager scene right it seems that lager is a very popular um, style out where you are is that just because of like the temperature or something like it's just everyone wants the yellow fizzy stuff
0: mainly yeah so mainly it's the the climate here is that people are lager drinkers most of the time it's uh, above 20 or mid 20 uh, degrees celsius so it's pretty warm yeah um and then I think our the South African palate I think is also a bit sweeter. mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So they they're not really big on anything uh bitter. So mm. our lager at, at Saggy Stone's um a pretty straightforward lager recipe, but ours is hoppier than the usual craft beer and the bitterness is fairly high. Yeah. And a lot of people when they first drink is like, oh, that's so bitter. I don't want <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. But what's happening now, and this is what I mean now, this is like comparing uh, five, six years ago, is that people are discovering the vast realms of craft beer and they're like, oh, well, I'm a bit tired of the standard lager styles. Like this one's a bit more bitter. This one's got more aromature. This one smells better than uh, than that one. And then they start to discover your other styles within your range. Um, But it is mainly, and then price. I mean, because SAB is so big, the price compared to craft beer is ridiculous. So
3: yeah, know,
0: um, it is just lager, lager, lager. If you want to make it in the craft beer industry in South Africa, you better have a lager.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I see that you're doing a lot of like brute style um, lagers or IPAs. Is yeah. that kind of like... The, the flavor change that you're trying to give your customers, like, this is a little different than what you're used to, and it's, like, easier to step into than, like, a hazy New England juice bomb, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I know. that would freak out and run in the direction <laughs> if they thought that.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm actually h- hoping to brew um, Saggy Stern's first hazy IPA to Ooh, remember, so I'm quite excited exciting. Ab- ab- about that. Good luck. But... um. The- <laughs> The brewed style was um, stumbled upon. So when Matt and I were doing the exchange, we wanted to – because at the brewery, uh, the brewer's got his tank and he can brew whatever he wants into that tank. He doesn't need approval. He can just do that. So Matt was like, what are we going to do? So I was like, well, let's do something really hoppy because (laughs) most of our beers in our range aren't that hoppy. So I was like, let's get out there. So he did a bit of research and he came across – I think his name's Tom Sullivan, the guy who created the Brewed IPA style Mm in San Francisco. Yeah. 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 So he followed him and stalked him on Instagram (laughs) and said, Hey, hey, Tom, uh, we're down in South Africa and we really want to brew a Brewed IPA. How do we do it? And he he told us how to do it, which is really cool. So we dealt with him, came up with the recipe – brewed the beer and um, it it was a hit. We only brewed a thousand two hundred liters of it and we canned it all and it flew off the shelf with within a month.
3: That's awesome. Wow. Um yeah. nice.
0: So then we thought okay this is something we can brew a lot more and bring it into our core range w- yeah. which it is now. So we, we we have a a core range of four different beers and then we've got a brute range. Yeah. Oh. Yeah I, I noticed <laughs> that. Yeah.
3: Cool. So what is your and, core and range?
0: And we're going to build that up. Um, the core range, we've got uh, what we call Desert Lager, which is like a, a Helles. Okay. And we've got a Dark Horse Lager, which is like a Czech Dark Lager. Yeah. And then we've got a Rocky River Pale Ale. It's a standard American Pale Ale. We do uh, Dry Hoppets, it, so it's got a big nose to it. And mm-hmm. then we've got a California Steam, which is a California common. So those are our four, our four most popular. And then our Brute range, the first one was called uh, uh Citra Nova. So obviously using the Citra hop as the showcase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to get back to the whole Brute point, I think because <laughs> the beer is so dry and the malt bill is so light, mm-hmm. it's easy drinking. The bitterness, yeah. it's there, but it's not quite there. But it's got this punch of hop aroma, which people just really draw, draw themselves to. And when
2: they find the beer so refreshing, by the time you finished, your palate's so dry you want another one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately oh, over here in
3: this, <laughs>
2: You know, unfortunately here in the States, like the brewed IPA kind of came and gone. You yeah, know. it
3: came and went pretty quick. There's yeah. a few yeah. places that will still brew them once in a while. But they're not nearly as popular.
2: Yeah, I think the customers like, oh no, give me that hazy juicy stuff. Yeah. Like everyone's very you, obsessed with the yeah, hazy juice. Yeah, here. <laughs> um, and it's too bad because I, I, you know, I really enjoy the brood IPA um, for
3: your reason. It's kind of really refreshing, and mm-hmm. you just kind of want more of yeah. it.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: definitely. Oh, so, well, just remember, we are about ten years behind you guys. So what's trending mm-hmm. there will, will come here in about five years'
2: time. Yeah.
3: I was wondering about that. Yeah, so how has it grown from like you know eight years ago, six years ago when it first started to now?
0: So we had really good growth. Um, So I'm just going to talk from the um, a part of uh, South Africa. There are a whole bunch of craft breweries in the, the rest of South Africa, but the Western Cape has seen the biggest growth in the craft beer industry. So I think when it kind of took off in 2000 to 2010. We had four and we grew to maybe 20-odd different breweries. And then from 2012, it just exploded. And we went from 20 to 50 to 80 to 180 to 200. And I think we're sitting roughly, now that some have closed, I think we're sitting somewhere in the 200 range, just in the Western Cape.
3: Wow, that's that's um, what major growth. Just,
0: yeah. So it really went fast. And we're not talking big brews. The majority of these guys are maybe brewing just a thousand liters to six hundred liters at, at a time, like yeah. all uh, per batch. Yeah. Um so that's been really good. But then COVID came and quite a few of them have disappeared. Some are, are hanging on. Um and I think just before COVID came, we're, the craft beer industry was in a really good space. We had some great beer f- festivals that people were loving to come to, and people were brewing really cool, uh, unique things. And it was, I, ha- I had a good feeling it was going somewhere, and now it's just plateaued. Yeah. We haven't seen like new releases from breweries in a while, and I think people are just trying to uh, uh, uh,
2: recover. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Yeah, we were seeing the same thing here, Um, but before we get too more into COVID, I just want to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors.
3: Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts?
2: Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you, whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their
1: website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers!
2: At our
3: local homebrew shop, Beer & Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer & Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BRUITS for 10% off your online order
1: today. Shirks on Tap is the box subscription service where you can get some of the dopest brewery t-shirts out there. I'm talking breweries from Dallas, San Diego, and even our home area of New England. And you might ask, how do I get my hands on some? To get your first box for $5, click the link below in our description or head on over to our website, Groots.com. Remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts.
3: So let's jump back a bit and talk about kind of the ingredients. Do you guys have a hard time gathering ingredients there? Like, you know, what hops are you using? Are you just getting your malt from places in Africa or do you have to outsource it somewhere?
0: Yeah, no, everything is imported from all over the world. That's why okay. our beer is so expensive.
3: Ah, yes.
0: <laughs> um, so there are local suppliers, um, but it, it's pretty much owned by SAB. So they do a pale malt, um, which we get the lower grades of. Obviously, they give it to all of their breweries first. We get whatever's left. Yeah. So it's not always amazing, but it's not bad. Um And then there is a hop farm where I think at the moment there's about seven or eight different types of hop varieties. And I think there's about three of them that are really exciting. Um, And they're also being shipped to the States. I know there's a few breweries using one that's called Southern Passion. Mm -hmm. Okay. um, Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that one. Which is my favorite South African hop that we've got. There's a few, there's two new ones. U-108 or 1-800, and there's another one with a whole bunch of letters in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those two I haven't tried yet. Um, I haven't been able to get them, but apparently they're also going to be uh, fairly good aroma-type hops.
3: Cool. The
0: rest are all more just generic bittering hops. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, but then all the greeners that we use, um, our malt comes from Castle Maltings okay. in Belgium. Yeah. And our hops come from all over the place. So we've got Czech Star's hops, we've got Sabre and Citra and Cascade and Amarilla and Mosaic from the States. Yeah. Got East Kent Goldings uh from England. And we've just managed to get hold of Nelson Savan and Bateka from New nice. Zealand, which nice is Cost a fortune. <laughs> I bet. <and a, laughs>
3: Just because of a train, a,
0: a boat ride and a bicycle okay. to get it here.
3: Okay, yeah.
0: Uh, because it was picked. Um, it's actually quite a exciting. So it's Hop Revolution in uh, New Zealand. It was picked this year in February. Flown to Millhouse 95 in the States, uh to turn into T90 pellets oh, then flown to London then flown down to Johannesburg we sent a truck to Johannesburg <laughs> oh trucked it down to our farm to the depot got in my in, in my four by four drove yeah. the depot picked it up <laughs> took it to the brewery and I put it into the tank in September. Wow.
3: Perfect <laughs> that is quite a trip
0: yeah wow. and we and it was Jeez. a brute lager with Nelson uh, Savant. Nice. So quite exciting. nice
3: definitely definitely so how much does a pint of beer cost there?
0: I would say anywhere between 40 rand and 50 rand. Okay. For your...
3: We'll have to do the conversion episode. later.
0: <laughs> I think you times it by 17 at the moment.
2: Okay. How, how, how much rand did you say it was?
0: Between 40 and 50. So I think the rand exchange is like
2: 17. It's only three bucks. US for a dollars. pint? Oh, okay. 50, 50 rand is three bucks. Okay. Yeah, that's not...
3: That's actually really not that... Well, I, mean like, for, I mean, I know there's like a, you know... Yes, a yeah. ...a d- difference there between yeah. us, but...
2: Yeah.
0: Interesting. No, for us, if you're going out to a bar and drinking craft beer, um, especially if you're drinking like the bigger beers, your IPAs and things like that, you'll be paying over, well, 50 and above uh, yeah. for a pint.
3: Yeah. Have you guys ever yeah. made um like a stout or any kind of porters there? Or do you not even bother? Yeah. Like they It's just not popular.
0: No, we definitely do so, it. Like, okay, we're cool. Well, we're, we're starting to build up a seasonal range. So we've got an Irish uh, Big Red. Yep. Um, we've got a Silverback Stout, which is kind of like an oatmeal stout. And then uh, Oktoberfest, which we are speaking about earlier. So we've got an Oktoberfest beer, which has actually just come out. Um, and then we do a, a Brewer's Small Batch range that gets released in silver cans.
3: Nice. We do four of them
0: a, a, a year. I choose which, I, I will, I choose a bit of a theme for the year. So last year was uh, Belgium. And this year, well, it got screwed up, so we didn't do it. <laughs> right. Um, and then we would do, uh, we've done Weizenbach, I've done a Belgian double. done a cool. uh, dry hop Pilsner, we did another Stout. Yeah. So we, we have done a variety of. Yeah ranges and it's something that we're trying to push and carry on a little bit more so next year's theme uh, is red.
3: Okay. So like so redo
0: red lager, okay. a red saison, a red barley wine and Ooh, probably some monster red IPA. Yeah, nice.
3: Yeah, well, so
0: be that's cool. for next year. I'm quite excited.
3: Yeah, will And then we're mind. just expanding
0: the the brute range. <clears throat> yeah. So we've just done a Black Brute, and then I'm just going to f- focus on getting unique hops from anywhere in the world, and then we'll showcase that within our Brute IPA range. So the next one to come out is uh, mateka, and then the next hop that I find, that'll be the next one, yeah. and I'll hopefully grow that range and see see where it goes.
3: That's cool. It's kind of like a lot of people do um, smash beers, like the single hop kind of mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. It's kind of what you're doing, but Brute style. <laughs>
0: Pretty similar. So the grain bill is, I mean, there's a small change in the recipe. It's just uh, the hops that uh, change it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then depending on which hop supply can get me the freshest hops at what time, that's that's what I take.
3: Right, right. Very cool. Do you guys do like a a wet hop beer with your local uh, hop farm?
0: Not yet. (laughs) Next year. (laughs) So we are working on that because I know that... Hop harvest is coming up soon, uh, and one of the breweries here, uh, Jack Black, they have done a whole cone hop uh, pale ale before with Africa Queen.
3: Ooh, nice! Um, so,
0: where the brewers drove out there, picked up a whole bale, drove yep. back that day, brewed the beer then. So, yep, it's definitely quite the process. something we <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely something we're gonna look at for sure.
3: Very cool.
2: Yeah, I would say like going on with like the ingredients of beer, right? Um you, you guys on your website talk a lot about using um a certain water supply the mount, the water from the mountain. Yeah. So- uh, like what it, what does that mean for you guys? Like the mineral profile, like do you have to filter it or anything?
0: So it does get a very basic filter, but our water is very soft. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we don't treat the water too much for most of our beers, um depending on the style, but uh, it gets sort of a, a sediment filter because obviously it's it's coming from a mountain spring. Yeah. Uh, but it comes in beautifully. It goes through a very basic filter into the brewery and that's it. Nice. It's pretty basic.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, we, plus, we don't get to pay
0: for it.
3: Right. Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you
2: know, what What do you consider nice. is the uh, most important ingredient in beer? The most important ingredient? Least, yeah. Yeast. yeast, yeah. So let's talk about the yeast. What kind of yeast um, are you seeing over there right now? From the, uh,
0: the start, um, we've only been able to get our hands on um, fermentus yeast and yeah. lalaman yeast, which is all the dried yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but about, I think it's about a year, maybe even two years, uh, there's a local supplier now starting to provide liquid yeast. We, nice. We can get uh, liquid yeast from White Lab's. Yeah, But if it's a a bit of a process to get it down here and the handling, you can never be 100% uh, guaranteed. So us as Saggy Stone, we've stayed away from that. I know some other breweries are doing it Mm -hmm. and they're doing it uh, very well. Um, But I know there's a local supplier now who is coming up and developing a lot more liquid yeast strains and really honing them in. Cool. Um, So that's definitely going to be taking off. But as far as Saggy Stone's... We use USO5. Okay, yeah. For the majority. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of specialities from Lullamont.
3: Yeah. Nice. I think everyone uses yeah. USO5 so, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Just a great yeast strain. It's,
0: you know, it's the versatile yeah. strain. So you want something clean, you want something else to shine through. USO5 is the one uh, to go for. If you bring something very specifically, and obviously, have a look at your yeast strain, but um, yeah, at, at the moment, I'm just trying to focus all on hops and really portray all the varieties and what can come from it because a lot of people come to the breweries like, Oh wow, like we uh, we got a brewed uh sabro and like, Oh, did you put coconut in the beer? I was like, No, <laughs> okay, well, did you guys Hi. throw in a whole bunch of fruits? Like, No, yep, it's like, where'd you get that smell from? <laughs> just from hops. Yeah. So we're just trying to push that, actually.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so do you guys have a tap room? Is, a, is having a tap room kind of a necessity there? Is it really helpful? Or do most breweries just can and, you know, sell to the marketplace?
0: Yeah. Um, most breweries uh, do a lot in the retail trade. So whether it be cans or, or bottles, especially uh, the smaller guys, you, uh, it's expensive to go to a bar, install a tap, keep it up and r- running because you have to upfront the cost for that. The pub owner okay. won't uh, pay for it, especially if you're a craft brewery. Um, so they focus more on getting bottles into a store, to fridges where the cans. Um <clears throat> And then you, they might have a tap room where they serve the majority of their uh, kegs from. So that's sort of where they're getting most of the volume. And those are the places that are hanging around and doing better than, than others. Yeah. If you don't have beer pouring out of taps here, it's quite hard to get your volumes up and um, keep the uh, your sales increasing. We've got a tap. Taproom restaurant on, on the farm, but again it's in the middle of nowhere. <coughs> so in yeah. the beginning people didn't really know we were even there.
3: Yeah.
0: Now that we're getting a bit more of a name for ourselves, people are starting to drive out. So it it's nice to come away for the weekend, stay out in the country and then on your way back, pop in at the pub and try our beers and you can buy right. our beers and take them home.
3: Yeah.
0: So trying to become a bit of a destination brewing, but it's gonna take time. Mm-hmm. Right, And then we've invested in a few spots within the city. We've got four at the moment that we're turning into saggy stone bars or tap rooms. Oh, cool. And and that's helping a lot. Yeah. Compared to all the other venues that we have taps in, um, our own venues is where we're pushing a lot of the volumes. So I'd, I'd definitely say – you had to go that way. You would definitely attach a tap room of some sort or a venue that you focus on and to get them to push your beers through.
2: It's very different from over here, I, I would yeah. say. Yeah. We don't see a lot of like, oh yeah, you go to this bar, like it's gonna be exclusively this beer company.
3: Right? Yeah, it's definitely not a thing here.
2: I think Sam Adams might have that or had that at one point, you know. Maybe. But besides that, like you go to a bar, like they're gonna have
3: A little of everything. A little of everything, yeah. Yeah.
2: And you're lucky to get over 40 different taps, right? Like a lot of bars will only have 10, 20 taps, right? And when you're talking... And is that the bars taps? Or do the breweries put in those taps?
0: I think
3: it's the bars. The bars. Yeah, Yeah. and the brewery definitely has to go in, you know sell the beer and you know give a sale pitch for it Mm -hmm. but i think the bar takes care of it yeah yeah, Yeah. exactly
2: the bar would take care of it like they already have the taps installed and then they're just rotating yeah you know brands and kegs that's all they're doing they're they're seeing what sells um you know and you might get that guy who comes in who does a really good sales pitch that will kick someone else off Uh, that's just kind of the world that we live in over here
0: yeah that's super interesting. Yeah, so that's, what's, that's, that's
2: interesting. That's
0: what's different Yeah. So th- the pubs, they will you know, design their pub, their kitchen, and set it all up. And then when it comes to the bar, they wait for whoever to walk in next saying, oh, we'll design your bar. We'll put in taps there. We'll give you a fridge. We'll-. So it's whichever <laughs> wow. brewery can go in and saying, I'll give you a four-tap tower. We'll install it with a four-line chiller.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, Free of charge, but then you only serve our beer off off that tap.
3: Right, right.
0: Um, okay, yeah, great. Now let's put it in, <laughs> let's and then do that. the next brewer comes in and says, "Well, I'll give you a four-line, t-bar, and a chiller, and a double-door fridge." Okay, now, well, you're, then you're in. You know? and it's, yeah, it's the competition that we're up against.
3: That's deep competition. That's like stressful. I, I can see why the um, they're larger. SOB beer, uh, beer breweries are like the S-A-B. ones that are yeah the ones that are like making yeah. it yeah that's crazy well that's
0: it they are I mean you walk into buy our sales reps if they see S A B taps on the bar it's like okay I'll go next door <laughs> yeah you're not gonna get in there <laughs> right you're just not gonna get in
3: yeah there. yeah stiff competition um yeah do you have a favorite beer to brew perchance
0: a favorite beer to brew? Um, I like brewing high alcohol beers.
3: Okay. Any reason why? <laughs> I,
0: um, I, I just like the complexity of, of, of it. So like, I, I appreciate the simpler beers and the malt bowls and everything else, but I appreciate uh, putting together a more complex recipe of mixing different types of specialty malt to get Layers of different flavors uh, within the beer and then with the hops, but having it high gravity beer, you got another component to play with. So, with that high gravity comes different fermentation characters, and then balancing that with your hops and your bitterness and your malt profile. Um, I think is quite good. And then, when you really hit the nail, then it's um, it turns out fantastic.
3: Nice.
0: Or the nice. other way, and it's really shit.
3: Right, exactly. <laughs> so let's backtrack a bit. I don't think you ever told us your uh, first memory of beer.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> my, <laughs> my fr- <laughs> no. my first memory of beer, um, actually having a first sip, I was, I don't know, six or seven. Yeah. And my dad drank this macro beer called Olsen's and it came in like the really old tins that was still tin, not an aluminium oh. can.
3: Oh wow. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> and Yum. um yeah I had a sip of that and I was like that is the most bitter thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> it's horrible.
3: I can imagine um yeah so
0: that was my first taste here. My first memory of craft beer um there was a beer company down here called Brewers and Union. And they were brewing beer in Bavaria and bringing it in to uh, to Cape Town. And they kind of had opened up. They had a lager, a vice, um, a dark lager. I can't remember what the other one was, but I tried that. I was like, wow, this is very different compared to anything else I've tasted uh, before. And that's when... Things were starting to take off here. There were like another three or four breweries that then you started seeing popping up at different bars and bottle stores. And then I was deep into it Sold. after that. <laughs>
3: That's awesome. Do you yeah. guys get any um, American craft beers there at all? Like, do you get Sam Adams or Night Shift maybe? Budweiser. <laughs> Budwe- well, you get, well, it's not craft beer.
0: <laughs> we get Budweiser now. Yeah. Since they bought us sab so okay. the south africa's number one beer castle and, and castle light um is now being shoved to the side and budweiser is starting to fill up the shops which is quite an interesting thing to see how people imagine. are treating it yeah um so yeah i yeah that, that's just sort of like the the macro stuff but American beers, uh, very little. It's not mm-hmm. available in the majority of stores. We've got a few very niche craft brewing uh, bottle stores that you can go and uh, get beers at. Um, I only know of, I think, four in Cape Town that will have the more exotic beers uh, imported from everywhere else. Yeah. The only American ones I've seen is uh, Sierra Nevada
3: oh, okay. and
0: yep. Laguanitas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, pretty just because of the Heineken buyouts. There's a brewery here that's <sighs> yeah. in, in, involved with them. So they brought them in. I'm um, the American music of being there. That's the only two I can
2: think of. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So definitely a little a different than, uh, than England, right? So like. Yeah. I mean, harder it, to get
3: things down yeah. there, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get craft beer yeah. more from other countries? Like. Australia, maybe, or something?
0: Uh, not from Australia. We get a lot from uh, the UK.
3: Okay. Oh, okay, yep. yep. So Makes there's
0: sense. definitely a lot more trade happening from the UK and then from uh, Germany and Belgium as well. There's a, okay. a fair variety, but I'd say the majority comes from the UK and then it's just our local stuff. But again, right. it's only up to those niche places. If, if they get a contact from Australia and bring in three different breweries and that'll be it for a couple of months and then there'll be nothing. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> right. if you go to your, to your local bottle store down the road, you're not going to find that stuff there. It'll just be the macro, macro stuff, stuff and then maybe a few of the local craft breweries. So
2: yeah,
0: that's gotcha. where I still think the market has got a bit more space to grow. But again, yeah. like we're competing on shelf space against the big guys and,
3: do you have to pay for shelf space as well, or how does that work?
0: Not necessarily, um, but if you're going to the bigger uh, retail chains, there's definitely a deal that's going to have to be done, and with the craft beer guys, we can't cut the margins that that right, much.
3: Right, right.
0: Otherwise, we're just not going to be making any money. Yeah. Especially if I'm getting my malt all the way from belgium and my hops nice. come halfway around the world from new zealand i, I can't <laughs> yeah. cut the price out of
3: no no definitely not
2: yeah well uh before we continue this conversation we do want to learn a little bit more about you but before that let's take uh another quick break are you a solo artist band podcaster or anyone else who needs recording services
1: Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality.
3: Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for
2: musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Baruch sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com to learn more about the people, beer and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. I want to know, what are, you, what are you drinking at home? Like, what's in your fridge? A lot of brewed I with Sabre. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: There's a benefit of being
0: uh, the hedge brewer. I have the keys to the cauldron. <laughs> nice, So nice. I stole the last four-pack of uh, Sabres <laughs> now in my fridge.
3: Perfect.
2: Amazing. Now, do you try to support other breweries in your area?
0: Definitely. Yeah. So um, it's just hard to get, that's all. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can imagine. But um, whenever we go through to Cape Town... Um, I try and go and stop in at one of those bo- uh, bottle stores and spend half my salary on everybody <laughs> else's beers to see who's uh, releasing new things yeah. and what's out there, what's the quality like, um, yeah. Research. It keeps things interesting, you know? and I I want right. to explore and try different things mm-hmm. that people are doing. So for sure, I'm always looking for new beers.
2: Yeah. So around here, you know, the the community, um, I would say, is like the number one thing that the beer industry uh, represents um, more than any other industry that I can think of. So like if someone's like they ran out of malt or they ran out of a certain hop, they can just call their brewery down the street and be like, hey, you know, do you have any of this that I can use and I'll just, you know, give you some more. And the other person will be like, yeah, we'll drive it down to you. Right. They'll take that extra step. Yeah. Like, do you see that over um, where you are?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that's. A, <clears throat> I think that's a worldwide phenomenon in the craft beer industry that everybody is nice to everybody. Yeah. Nobody's spoken bad about somebody's beer or try to say something bad about a brewery of like, oh, they don't do this, or <laughs> oh, they, they beers the, like they all try and help each other out um, we had a way back before we invested in professional uh, equipment we had our DIY set up and we couldn't figure out why we had the smoky flavor coming into our beer and it had happened two or three times we said this is just not going to work so we actually phoned up one of the brewers from SAB and said please can you come <laughs> and just just look at our process and and he drove up to the farm, spent the day with us, and it wasn't five minutes. And he went into the boil kettle and he stuck his hand underneath there where we had the elements. He was like, Yep, it's a whole lot of burnt malts stuck to there, and you haven't cleaned oh. it. That's where you're smoking this is kind of like, Aha, okay, thanks. Thanks, yeah. Um, <coughs> But otherwise, the community is great. There's a lot of collaborations happening and happening more and more. So people are sharing ideas and then there'll be a collab between these two yeah. breweries and they launch a beer and another one over uh, over, um, over there. And, yeah, uh, we've lent hops and malt to different breweries when they run out. We also do contract brewing uh, for guys who might have – they don't have – um, as many tanks, so yeah. we'll be happy to lend a tank or anything like that. Yeah,
3: that's very cool.
2: Super friendly. Uh, if you had a, um, or no, do you have a favorite food and beer pairing? It's either going to be chips or pizza. Right? <laughs> All right, so when you're brewing, what kind of music do you guys listen to? Uh, you guys will be shocked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Try excited. Me. So that was a good one, Ryan.
0: <laughs> Try me. <laughs> Um, so because, uh, my staff, they all live on the farm and, um, they're Afrikaans. Okay. So it's kind of, uh, one of our 11 languages in this colorful country that we, uh, we live in. <clears throat> so they listen to a lot of, um, I don't even know how to it. It's called like Soki Joel music, which <laughs> means like, uh, country dance but in afrikaans
3: okay <laughs> that sounds fun though i that probably that's a good beat it's very different right yeah
0: very very different It's not something i would choose okay. but i let my staff choose since yeah. they're, they're and they're the majority and keep, they're happy so i was like oh, that's not too bad it's upbeat and keeps people moving so it's fine right
3: right that's cool
0: but when we're canning no music is allowed to be played
3: Oh no! Oh. Canning is serious.
0: <laughs> Canning is serious. <laughs> That's hilarious.
3: <laughs> you're just, you're, yeah.
0: you're Why? Just gotta be aware of all the sounds that are happening in the brewery. Yeah. So it's, mm. it, and if there's it's music true. pumping in your ear and you don't hear a thing, and it's like, oh shit! It's like you've <laughs> twenty cans down the line.
3: Haven't, yeah. Haven't
0: caught, and the CO two is not coming out anymore. It's, it's just a bit of a I yeah, so.
3: I guess I can understand. So we strict
0: that. on on. On canning day, we get a yeah. little bit psyched up as a team. We kind of like pray to the canning gods and like <laughs> let it run yes. smoothly. Let the wastage be minimal. Okay, everybody ready? Let's go.
3: <laughs> love it, love it.
2: Well, uh, yeah. I, we really appreciate you taking the time talking to us because I, I I learned a lot. Um, no, it was really cool learning this... about
3: your beer scene, which we had no knowledge. We, of. we had zero <laughs> knowledge,
2: zero zip nada. Yeah. Um, so we want our listeners to know where you guys are physically located and also where you guys are located on the interwebs, like social media.
0: Yeah, so if anybody ever makes it <laughs> down to South Africa, we're in a small town uh, just outside of Robertson, which is actually in the middle of like the, w- one of the biggest wine, wine routes in the world. Okay. So if you want to drink some wine and some beer, come on there down. There you go. But, uh, website, you can go to saggystone.co.za and then you can follow us on Instagram at saggystone and yeah, you'll be able to see what's coming out next. We've got two more exciting things before the end of the year. Amazing.
3: So, but you also have a few places on the Cape, right? In Cape Town? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So if someone were to go to the city, they could find you there. Can they find your beer outside of South Africa at all or no? no okay <laughs> i love it
0: not not <laughs> yet um, not yet there you go we're, one day yeah so the country's broken into provinces we're only selling in our own province at, in the meantime so we're not available anywhere else
2: is that because of tank space or laws or both um transport
0: and distribution yeah
3: okay. expensive
0: yeah uh expensive and also trustworthy so most of our beer gets sold in kegs so i need a third party to go out there do the whole tap deal and the keg deal and make sure it's run and cleaned and looked after. and at the moment it doesn't work so we just stick to our local community for now
3: yeah yeah we always like to end our episodes with what are you most proud of
0: what am i most proud of um probably my two little kids yay we love we love that answer yeah
3: it's always a good answer awesome i've got
0: a little boy he is five his name's hugo and i've got a little girl she's a year and a half and her name is leah lovely and, um, love them but they give me gray hair <laughs> well of course that's what they're there
3: for <laughs> of course yeah well, good. Liam, this has been great. Thank you so much for telling us about your growing beer scene. Um, really exciting for you guys.
2: And hopefully we get to uh, meet you in real person once uh, this thing called COVID is over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we definitely will. We'll share that uh, collab 150th episode part.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. It might
2: be during episode 200, 250 at this point. That's okay. But <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll happen.
3: It'll happen for sure.
2: Well, There's a story there. There's a story. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yes. Well,
2: thank you, Liam, and uh, we'll we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Ciao.
1: Hey, everyone! Thank you for listening to the outro, where we're going to reveal the news that Ryan has this week. I like beer a lot. Yeah, that was the news. It was awesome. So, if you didn't know that Ryan likes beer a lot, you should follow us on Instagram because we post a ton of pictures of Ryan liking beer, Erica liking beer, and even myself liking beer. It's true. Where can you follow us?
2: At yes. Brewroots, oh, well, on
1: Instagram, that- Facebook, and Twitter, and we are <laughs> also on
2: TikTok and YouTube and Patreon. Whoa, that's a lot of places. Oh
1: yeah, and we're gonna make a return to Live Journal, whatever that is. I oh, don't remember the two- early 2000s where you'd write your life away and say, oh, "I love this person." No, no. Uh, well, <laughs> you're gonna find our Live Journal, LiveJournal.com forward slash Brewroots. Oh, okay. Well sweet. We have an awesome episode for you next week. We are interviewing Triton Brewing Company in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is awesome because I love that episode. There's opinions. There are opinions dropped in this episode. For oh, yeah. sure. And it's a good one. So uh, tune in next week and make sure to follow us on all social medias. And thank you for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers.